0: Do you agree, Jamal, with Flyest Demo on Twitter that states Pusha T-Rap like he's somewhere in your house, but you don't know which room? <laughs>
1: oh. hmm. or
0: what about this other young brother that said Pusha T-Rap's like he has a flashlight under his chin?
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that.
0: Oh, that's the one you have. <laughs> you feeling it?
1: Remember I said he he raps like he has like a skull in his hand. Whoa! Like the Shakespearean people. Yeah. Like with the raven by the side, and they got like a skull with like a candle on it. Mm. And like you know he raps like he's like telling like a Sleepy Hollow tales, or like he or a better one, like he's in front of a campfire.
0: Mm. If you guys, no, my bad. Go ahead. No,
1: nothing. nothing Just like when he's like, whatever, be home, you and all that kind of scary tale type shit
0: if you guys aren't aware out there Pharrell had his debut show for Louis Vuitton you know showing off I think the summer spring or no hold on this summer now probably the fall collection of his men's you know catalog he's the now the creative director of Louis Vuitton the men's division so his first show happened last night, or tomorrow, or, you know, whenever you hear this, it happened. And Jay-Z, Beyonce, Zendaya, a lot of people were in the building. Tyler, the creator, shed tears because he was overwhelmed seeing his hero continue to elevate. Um, Did you see any of the clips? And did you hear the snippet of the clip song? And did you like the outfits? What did you think about it? Because if I'm not mistaken, Pharrell is also your biggest creative inspiration. So how did it feel to see Pharrell continue to become a boss over 20 years later after we were first introduced to him?
1: Um, I definitely saw the Clips joint, Um, uh, Malice and Pusha T were walking kind of funny
0: chopper suit convos yes they were
1: <laughs> yeah they both had on chopper suits i mean well actually, actually i feel like Pusha t was walking more normal i feel like malice is like getting his groove back you know what i'm saying but what they had what they, what they had on looked pretty cool but um the song seems pretty cool i feel like malice is rapping more like Pusha t though which i kind of hope he can get his groove back because you know I think malice...
0: <laughs> well you don't want him to rap like his little brother
1: nah i feel like malice always kind of said more profound things But Pusha said no more like um like uh like a tension grabbing things not like in a bad way but he he's like more flashy with his style but um um you know i heard the snippet supposedly there's some lines in there for jim jones i hope jim jones is ready for that i mean i think jim jones thinks he can probably just Find him somewhere and, you know, do what he allegedly does. But I don't think that's going to happen with this guy. So, you know, Jim Jones, I don't know. He he better come correct, which I think he possibly might be able to shock people with the response because he's not a bad rapper at his age. Um, The show looked pretty cool. Uh, I feel like a lot of the designs weren't as cool as what Virgil has done, in my opinion. I like Virgil's LV stuff more so far. I'm not really, I don't really like the digital. Damier Air Prince, um, what Skepta had on was the tightest shit though. Shout out to Big Smoke, that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? His uh, outfit looked pretty cool. Jaden Smith jacket looked pretty tight. I didn't really like Jay Z's jacket that he had on when he was performing. It looked kind of stiff, but it was dope that Jay Z was there. Koil Ray was there. Um, Quavo, I saw ASAP Ferg. Tyler kept it subtle. He just had a bag. Um, the the venue looked amazing. That looked pretty dope and um yeah it's nice to see pharrell you know do his thing as the creative uh director um you know i hope he's able to come up with some cool things i think pharrell is such a creative that not everything really um sticks to like the masses but he always has like a, a niche fan base that appreciates what he does and sometimes he's a little too ahead of his time and his um ideas will get popular like 10 years later so that could be a good or a bad thing but um it looked pretty cool. It looked like a big um grand type of event. Beyonce was there looking beautiful and amazing in her big shades. And um did you see who she was sitting next to? Bernard Arnault.
0: Yeah, your big
1: homie. <laughs> My big homie. Yeah, that's funny, man. I just wish that um, you know, I wish Kanye wasn't off his rocker and could have like, you know, just be at these things as a normal guy, but he probably would have showed up in some leggings. And some socks and some Man, shoulder
0: It's good he didn't come. He would have been mad. You he, he think he wanted Pharrell to get that job? He wanted that job.
1: Or, you think he still wants it? I don't think he wants it no more.
0: Yeah, well, he said they offered it to him before, but they wanted him to do some geeky shit, so I don't know.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But it's funny. Um, it's dope that Pharrell can get Jay-Z to come out like for things that really matter. Like his first festival, Jay-Z was like, yeah, I got you for that. I ain't doing no other ones, though. And then for this one, he's like, you know what, this is LV. I got you for that too, you know what I mean? So that was pretty cool. But um, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not really into high fashion and shit like that. So I can't really grade these um pieces. The show looked cool though, but you know, I'm not really into high fashion like that. So, okay. but shout out to Pharrell, great creative inspiration. Even though I had to fix my um favorite artists thing. Bro, is still one of my favorite artists.
0: <laughs> you but realize Michael... he didn't
1: like him as much. Whoa. no, he's still top. Yeah, didn't
0: yeah, like him as
1: much. Top yeah. two or three, but Michael Jackson is my favorite artist ever. The who? Michael Jackson.
0: Books begets. Huh. Books begets.
1: Michael Jackson. Oh.
0: Uh-uh.
1: Michael Jackson is my favorite artist ever. I
0: hear you, man.
1: Salute. The original, my original favorite artist. So like you said he's the biggest cultural icon ever i keep seeing fake michael jackson's everywhere that white Ooh,
0: man you just do eagle. spin moves randomly in your house or something when you wake up i mean i got a few michael oh, jackson's his influence fans, like, is still man. on you
1: yeah man you see that white man that was uh doing the metro slide sideways in that video i sent you and then the the dude in london or wherever he's from doing all the soccer and basketball shit now he got tennis videos like Michael Jackson still lives on. Like I've never seen nobody like that. And oh. his drip is crazy. <laughs> so like Michael Jackson's that dude. I've always loved Michael Jackson. And he has one of the greatest, greatest
0: music often.
1: Um, he got a few songs that I love. Yeah. Lady in My Life is my song. I love his sister Janet so much. I love Janet Jackson so much.
0: So yeah. at the end of the year, he's going to be among your uh, top artists on Apple Music?
1: No, he's I don't listen to him every day. But um Tupac,
0: I, you was listening to a lot though last year, and he's not here.
1: That's because last year I had bullets coming at me, man. my back was against the wall. That's when I listened to Tupac.
0: Hey, I don't want to hear about your R and B tales with that description.
1: R and B tales, I had hey, a lot of shit going on. That nigga's say, hey, man. <laughs> so I, I had to bump I had to bump Tupac, you know what I mean? And I was back in the gym. I had to Oh Lord had to fight laziness and listen to Tupac and shit. You know? Bump
0: Michael Jackson in
1: the gym? Mm, uh, I could listen to um, Leave Me Alone in the gym.
0: Oh, shit. And um, You got to listen to Stop, Don't Get Me Around.
1: Yep. And um, all I want to say is that they don't really care about oh, no us. Really? I could listen to that in the gym. <laughs> and Michael Jackson got something for everything. That's why he's hard, bro. Yeah. He got rock and roll songs. He got R&B songs. Like that nigga's the shit. Disco, that nigga's the shit. Funk. Get up living. Get up off the wall. Get your back off the wall. Like that's the, that nigga's the shit, bro. But um, how'd you feel about the show?
0: Uh it was cool, you know. Uh not a fashion guy either, so can't really commentate on the pieces. It was just nice to see. Pharrell do his thing man I've always liked Kanye more because he's a better solo artist and a you know better rapper but Pharrell being from Virginia it's cool to see him continue to elevate and do new things and expand himself as a creative person so for him to do that is dope but I will say the clip
1: song I didn't really like the beat that much call Chad Pharrell help yeah, it sounded a little on the white side. You could tell Pharrell made them do that.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey well, it is what it is, but uh are you expecting new clips music this week? Because there are reports that I don't know if this song that was played at the fashion show or something else, but there's reports that uh a new song is coming out this weekend so. Do you hope it's this song, or do you want it to be something else?
1: Um, I mean, I w- I don't care. I I would rather it be something else, but I wouldn't care if it was this song. I think it has to be this song because of the Jim Jones disc. But um, yeah, you know, they do this weird. Their music like might not like people are gonna be able to make fun of it on, on Twitter, but it's it shows up at places like this. So Bernard yeah. all know. Was hey,
0: shows up the places like this because Pharrell made the beat?
1: Hey, so what? But their lyrics. Bernard Arnault was hearing those lyrics. That white lady next to him was bobbing her head.
0: those lyrics, That
1: white lady next to him was bobbing her head. Maybe because Beyonce was bobbing her head.
0: Maybe that's why you probably. know it. You know that.
1: But he said, I'll um what do you say? He saw Close Your Heaven for the hell of it. Like they get that kind of shit. Those lines resonate with them. He's a good writer. Mm. like he's not about like his shit it's not just like rapping like they probably won't even be able to hear somebody with a better flow than they can his simple shit but his each line is like a gut punch so
0: yeah well i don't think uh jim jones is gonna respond to this because i don't think that type of song is what bothers new yorkers you know he's gonna be like man ain't nobody listen to that corny shit That's oh yeah crazy. he's like a cool. club
1: new yorker too Oh, yeah, he can... A Harlem Club New Yorker.
0: Well, yeah, you know, so he can really disrespect this song. Like, man, this shit ain't doing nothing.
1: Those Harlem Club New Yorkers don't care about all that shit.
0: Whoa. I mean, hey, break it down for us, man. You was in New York this past week, so you got a fresh experience up there. How did you enjoy yourself? Let us know how you was body popping, man, because... The way you was uh, showing us in a group chat all the cool events and DJs you were going to see, it had to be a great experience.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I went to uh, the first night. I went to Corey Towns event. Corey Towns is uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff's son. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, he was he was pretty dope. Played a lot of like I'm a Piano. And, uh, you know what I mean? That's the only thing about New York. They're getting a little too I'm a piano um house nineties shit, like out for too much for me. Like they they be missing a little bit of that southern dope shit, but that, that's the other crazy part. We went to this house party on Saturday night after uh jarvie DJ at this uh bar went to this random house party. Um these girls that he's cool with know um they know these people and there was these dope ass djs they remind me of like some asap mob type shit like he had like a grill on with like different colors and shit he had dreads and shit found out he grew up in texas but the house he was djing at was his grandmother's house and the house his dad grew up in his dad produced um who he helped produce push it for salt and pepper and jay-z used to record at that house back in the days because we were in brooklyn he was playing a lot of tight crazy shit like from the south and just all over the place he was still throwing in the house but he was playing like uh uh and them by like trouble shit like that and um and then he found out like was, i told him like yeah i live in like the dc area you know what I'm so he started playing like some shot glizzy and shit like he was just doing all kinds of shit that i i needed because i was kind of getting tired of that r&b shit all that 90s r&b and all that fucking house shit like that's almost all they care about so me and Javi were kind of arguing about that today or well, yesterday, he thinks that because uh, I told him New York, uh, New Yorkers are biased musically. And He said, "Hell no, it's the total opposite." And I'll tell him, "Yeah, you guys' music taste is more vast. You might hear like some Cuban or like some Brazilian shit at their parties, but it, sometimes they don't know how to really party. Like that shit is dope for nerds and shit, but nigga, like, like sometimes they can't really get this shit jumping like that. Like in a New York way, they can, but." Like I don't know it's, it's hard to explain but It was dope though I actually uh, I Met Corey Towns who was chopping it up a little bit You know what I'm saying through uh through Jarvie was talking and shit like that And I also ran into a, An old friend uh, up there on Friday night I was coming out the bar And Jarvie was like He was already standing out there waiting on me and there was a little bit of a line He was like hey Jamal go say what's up to Brianna <laughs> So I ran into Brianna From back in the days Outside the bar, and uh, I was chopping it up with her, and then I came back. I was talking to her again. You know, what I mean, I was actually excited to see her, and then she was like, "Yeah, this is my this is my wife. Um, you know, engaged." I kind of disrespected her. It was like, "Oh Lord!" Like I didn't really. It, I it was almost of, like
0: yeah, this guy's old school, man.
1: Basically, it was like I almost just like didn't hear that and was just like, "Huh?" Like, wait, what? I thought because I thought she was engaged to a dude. I really did, and I was just like, "Huh?" Like, uh, yeah, all right, whatever. Like. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? But I just kept the conversation going. So eventually her wife got mad and was like, all right, all right, all right, type shit. So I had to like keep it moving. I was like, oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. But um, that was uh interesting. But uh, New York, it was it was fun, man. You know what I mean? It's a kid and fly out there, having, enjoying myself, going to my local bodega, hollering at my Aki's, you know what I'm saying? Getting my uh bacon eggs and croissant with the Aki way, you know what I mean? That turkey bacon. And it was cool. You know what I mean? It was fun. It was definitely a fun time.
0: That's what's up, man. Uh, hey, man. I don't know who this guy is that got uh shout out to Game Green 031 on Twitter. People keep laughing at his outfits. He looks like. Oh, Drew.
1: yeah. He's funny as shit. They call him. Unk.
0: I I don't know, man. I think I kind of think he's from this area because he's from Baltimore. Yeah, I was about to say because I saw that he likes the Nationals and the Ravens. And I was like, no one would like those teams unless they're from this area.
1: That nigga, bro. He said, "Y'all, <laughs> y'all. That's how y'all know y'all don't know how to shop." I'm all Nike down from Ross under a hundred dollars.
0: His posture, he'd be sick. The NBA, the NFL street fit with the Brett Favre jersey. Why he be having cleats on with the Todd Eve joint?
1: I don't know. That's a funny nigga, yo. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's dangerous. People think he's Drewski's relative because Drewski is from Maryland, so that wouldn't be out of the ordinary. Do you think it's do you think when big niggas try to have swag, we can be ugly like that too?
1: Hell like, yeah, y'all could be ugly. We don't know what to do. Huh? Most of them know how to most of them know how to have swag though, because they got to like, yeah, we don't have a gotta, choice. Like, you gotta have something for to be big like that and, and not have swag is and just, not
0: be a stepper. Well, that's not good.
1: Nah, well, you could do that, just don't brag and shit about it. If he didn't talk all that shit, people will leave him alone, let yeah. him wear his uncle's clothes. And it's like like you're wearing uncle sports clothes.
0: Yeah, and he's wearing Jesus pieces. You know, that shit ain't real.
1: If you're going to wear uncle clothes, you got to dress like most deaf or something. You got to be kind of like eclectic with it. Like, you got to dress like a Roots album cover. You can't be like on no fucking like Nike shorts and shit like that, like you coach AAU basketball.
0: Hey, man. This is a crazy fit. They said he got on stretchy mailman pants.
1: Oh, yeah. How'd you feel about the uh, Nigerian shorty who uh y'all you in your place when I was in New York?
0: Oh, man. I didn't worry about that lady. <laughs> I thought about that for three seconds and forgot about it until you just said it right now.
1: <laughs> I actually forgot about it. So I never even listened to it to see what she said. I, forgot yeah, what she me said.
0: Either. <laughs> I didn't care.
1: <laughs> she had words. You know, and, you know, I, I had to tap in with the people just to see what. Once was I on saw.
0: No disrespect, but, you know, once I saw the lady, I was like, oh, hey, I don't rate it enough to listen.
1: Saying so, you don't um, think brown skin girls are pretty?
0: Not that one. It wasn't, it didn't move me. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't have to listen to what you say. <laughs>
1: Dang, that's crazy. You that's like,
0: you know how it works.
1: That's being a male chauvinist.
0: Hey, hey, hey it's okay. We need that around here, man. So um, I didn't listen to what Shorty said, but God bless her,
1: you know? But yeah, man, New York, they do listen to a lot of good music. I love their music taste. I just wish they could sprinkle in some good Southern shit and a little bit of that Cali shit in there, too. But they do have more of a vast music taste, but they do love the fucking 90s still. Like They need to let that shit go a little bit.
0: They can't. That's when they were last relevant culturally,
1: and I mean, RB to rap, everything. They love their 90s shit.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't even say that was the last time they were culturally relevant to, like, running rap. It was the 2000s. But I guess maybe they don't like the Sonics as much. So, yeah, hey, shout out to the 90s, man. It's a great decade. I was born in the 90s. You were. So, hey, some niggas are trapped in the 90s, even young people. So good luck to them. That's why they got Lola Brooke. Rapping on a Black Sheep sample. Hmm. Did you hear that song up there? Nah, not one time. Wow.
1: I don't really... You are cool
0: with Keitronata type swag. Did you go to any parties that played rap?
1: Yeah, like the, the down south niggas from New York. They was fucking tight. I like them. They were tight as shit. Like, their party was dope. Their music taste was dope as shit. But yeah, I didn't even hear no drill like that. They don't like nothing that you can have fun too they want to oh you didn't hear they don't i don't they don't yeah no i hear none of that because um they only want to dance to like island shit and house shit which i love but it's just like come on man it's just like i don't know like it makes me not want to dj up there basically <laughs> you
0: can't say that is the most populated city in America. No,
1: I'm not only de- I'm not DJing after some nigga who only played fucking salsa and shit and fucking house music. I'm not about to bring y'all my fun vibes. Y'all gonna be looking at me crazy.
0: Oh uh, look, see whoa! Uh, supposedly Jim Jones is paying attention to what Pusha T said in the snippy and it's a video of him laughing. He don't rate it
1: yeah he's smart he just knows that that'll work but he's still not getting that drake feature
0: he said let me know if they serious because my name is my name dang that's teddy's his first album title against him like yeah yeah, he can laugh
1: all he want he's not getting the drake feature so
0: yeah and that's okay i don't think i don't think he cares
1: yeah that's what he thought he was gonna get
0: Nah, I don't think so. I just think he was honored that Drake was in Harlem, had a show at the Apollo and brought out Dipset because Dipset was looked at as a joke for a year until Drake made them look cool again. So he loves Drake for that. I think that's all he needs because at this point in his career, Jim Jones isn't chasing record sales. He's not chasing a hit record and Drake ain't really fooling with you, just a rat. <laughs> Ask Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher had a song with Drake. Joint never came out. Somebody leaked it. It might have been Drake. <laughs> so I don't think he, he, he's not a guy that hangs out with backpack rappers. He is a man of business and integrity. And you know he's my artist, so we ain't giving out features for nothing. So yeah, Jimmy, he knows he's not getting one.
1: Yeah, Dipset was definitely looked at as a joke. They couldn't, you know what I mean? They they fumbled against the locks. And then now Jim Jones is hating on Cam and Mace. I mean,
0: That's- yeah, because he got
1: he got boxed out, man. Cameron went back to his real friend. Yeah, not his friend who had a fake beef with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Jim Jones, people are trying to say he's from the Bronx now. He's not really a Harlemite, so I don't know.
1: And that show's funny as hell. Brandon Marshall was funny as hell in that show. Well, as the host. Was he was like the mediator. For, he was a mediator for one episode. I watched that episode in New York. We was dying laughing. Whoa. I Never feel like that should be shit. his new
0: job, and he should give up on I Am Athlete. But now nah, I like that you know, other girl. She's cute.
1: I don't like I Am. I don't watch I Am Athlete, so I can't say I don't like it. I just always stayed away from it. It was too jail, jailbirdish for me.
0: <laughs> but it used to not be like that <laughs>
1: yeah it was that's when it was jail now it's less jail birdie but it was him chad ochocinco's just like i'm like yeah,
0: that wasn't jail birdie
1: Them niggas are both jail boys
0: i thought nfl players don't get trouble Come they on. do they
1: just don't do goofy shit like um like zion and ja
0: hey michael vick went to jail for fighting dogs man <laughs> so what
1: he, he didn't put it he didn't put it all over the place his cousin's just snitched and did some dumb shit. It was
0: 2005, 2006. Different era, man. If he they... was
1: still wasn't trying to be a thug because he, he is a thug.
0: IG Live.
1: He's from the hood. He didn't have to, like, pretend and shit.
0: Whoa, you don't like suburban gangsters?
1: He just didn't have to, like, be excited to show lighter guns and
0: shit all the time. Whoa, you you don't, you don't like suburban goons?
1: Nah, it's just that he, suburban goons are fine. John Walls is a suburban goon.
0: Crazy Jay or what is it? Bloody Jay? <laughs>
1: crazy Jay. Crazy J. <laughs> not gonna say he's a suburban goon. He's from like a tough part of Raleigh, but you know what I mean. Like it's not about the uh, suburban. The suburban
0: goons. gangsters aren't the clips suburban goons.
1: It's not about suburban goons. It's, it's not about that at all. You could be a suburban goon. Ray J's one, so and he don't get on my nerves like that.
0: Whoa, well, big pyro!
1: Yeah. So you know they. NFL players just aren't as goofy as NBA players. That's all. You know, it's the NGA, the National Goofy Association. Mm. Even Shaq be doing goofy stuff.
0: Yeah, because he's big. He don't know how to talk to women.
1: No fo- basketball players know how to talk to women. It's funny. Like, they get less women than NFL players. The basketball players always seem to have the le- the least amount of game and the most doofies. I guess because AAU requires you to play all year. Basketball, you got to practice all year and shit they always doing the goofy shit when it comes to the women. Always. And, and, and NFL players.
0: Experience, as a sports journalist, I used to live with the best athlete on campus, and he was a basketball player. Shout out, Penny. It is interesting because, you know, both, both sports teams did find the football players wanted to beat us sub freshman year for talking to their women. The basketball players were cooler than that, but uh, yeah, I don't know, because I'm just going off my personal, even at ODU, because, you know, we used to kick it at ODU a lot. The basketball team were doing their thing, and then they created the football program while we were there, so it was cool to see that develop, and you remember the influence on the campus of when the football team started to rise and how things were changing,
1: what an oh, ODU's campus? Or-
0: yeah.
1: Nah, I think I was gone by then. I was gone, I was yeah.
0: gone by then. <laughs> I didn't see that, was, that. That was an interesting chasm that came in. It
1: because was. I played with them on the last NCAA.
0: You have more competition for women because now a football team came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, was- but they didn't. They didn't get their respect that much yet until like probably a few seasons.
0: Nah, they made the playoffs fast. I remember because they whooped our ass in the playoffs and then they got moved up to D1. Like, it was quick how they elevated. So, real quick. True. I think they became a D1 program in like under five years or some shit. It was crazy how fast they moved up. I couldn't believe it. Because I remember a a lot of people were like, look at ODU. They just created a football program and became D1. VC. what are you doing? All the money you're leaving? Because, you know, you guys will never build a football team.
1: We don't need to. It's not our school's, like, in our school's fabric. ODU needs to have one. It's
0: because your uh, president wants, you know, affirmative action. Every sport at your school has to be able to have a women's team also. And because you can't have women's football, you guys can't have a football team.
1: We don't need to. We're too much of an artsy school. ODU needs a football team because they need... Yeah,
0: it's the uh, 757.
1: They better. Yeah, they need that pipeline to it's get all the place. To get some of their talent to talent. They're, they are very talented football areas. So they need, uh, even though they have an issue, but you know, black people don't go to HBCUs because they'd be having, like, you'd seen Jackson State videos. But, no, they um, go to not they Jackson go to, State. They well, go well, to Cookman. Bethune you know, Cookman. stuff cares the about thing. football, not, not
0: the Mid Atlantic South. Huh? I said the deep south cares about football, not the mid Atlantic south too much.
1: Not Bethune Cookman. You saw that campus? Nobody's going to that.
0: Oh, but that wasn't that during a hurricane? That's why Henry oh. was so sick. They just had a nah, hurricane bro. and he was pissed.
1: HBCU uh, <laughs> facilities and their fields and shit don't be having good shit, bro. I like of this shit, man. I just need to clean yeah. it out. They don't be having shit, so nobody wants to go. I was they, just
0: thinking about Ed Reed yelling yesterday. That's hilarious. Shout out Ed Reed, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can go to this school that has, that gives you <laughs> like.
0: You can do that. He got fired by a basketball nigga. Shout out Reggie this
1: You can <laughs> go to a school that gives you good food and shit every day, have great weight rooms and like fucking oh, uh, sports science facilities. That's wild school. Like- With a high school football field.
0: Exactly. I was confused why Ed Reed was even doing that because Deion Sanders literally only became a football coach so he could coach his son and make sure his son could try to get the best shot he could to go to the NFL. Ed Reed don't have that ambition. He ain't trying to get his son to the NFL. That's why I knew that joint wasn't going to last. Like, Deion was smart. I'm going to be here for two years, juice my son up, then we're going to get out of here. When he's a junior, try to go to a power five school. And if my son does well then, then maybe he can get drafted. I don't know if his son is that good because, you know, I don't hear any uh scouts or reporters talking about him, but he did do good for one double A. So we we'll, hopefully he does well. It's not like I want him to fail. So it would be cool if Colorado is tight this year, but it's gonna be hard. But yeah yeah HBCU football it's cool but yeah it's it's uh you know it's not never going to have the funding to matter in a mainstream world so yeah don't waste Yeah your-
1: that's what it boils down to
0: yeah, it's, yeah, don't waste your time. If
1: it's just a reflection of this country and the history and shit of the country, you know? So it's not like I'm blaming HBCUs, but that's just the reality of the situation. Nah, but, yeah,
0: yeah, you got to keep it a thousand, bro. Yeah, keep yeah. a thousand. Hey, man, niggas don't have time for that. Niggas but, want the best of the best, and that ain't... But all. it would
1: be nice if they could stay at HBCUs because HBCUs are a great place to go to school at. I only went for two years, but those were a valuable two years. So it was good for me to be amongst my people and a higher education uh, environment, and their homecomings are the best still. Pet rallies are the best.
0: <laughs> you niggas PW- love the party. Everything else ain't that good. <laughs>
1: PWIs, they fucking probates and homecomings ain't got shit on HBCU probates and homecomings. And the Greek life at the uh, PWIs is weird to me. No disrespect to y'all Greeks. I mean, you know, shit. I don't really care anyways, but... <laughs> <laughs> the Greek life at the HBCU is way
0: better. Hey man, shout out! You niggas know how to party. Not much else. God bless. But Eddie
1: George, he's staying at uh, Tennessee State, you know. So I guess he's <laughs> not like every
0: because he gets to live in his same house. That's what I'm saying. He don't have to do nothing. He, he likes it though. Go already,
1: he likes helping people. He likes being like a. He's almost. It's almost like a JUCO situation for him. I watched this Shannon Sharp episode once, and he was talking about how he you know he like of course he would love for a lot of his players to stay and they do but he's also has NFL experience and shit so he also helps them when they want to transfer and shit too so
0: yeah you have to help them transfer you can't force them to stay in this transfer portal
1: but and, I think it's because he wants to do
0: any it moment I
1: don't think he's doing it just out of like no grimy shit I think he wants to help them too I mean some people actually care about people Dan
0: I don't know about that everyone's an opportunist especially a coach and yeah, he has to stay. He, it's not like he's done anything yet. He's been five and six and four and seven in his two years there. So he ain't even have a, a winning record yet. So yeah, if he probably don't do good this year, he can get fired. So yeah, God bless. Damn, <laughs> that's why. Like I said, Deion Sanders was smart. He did the research. He knew where he could go so he could get his sons to play immediately, and he could be productive immediately everyone else just ran to a job and didn't think about winning. So <laughs> that's why well, I,
1: I don't think Eddie George ran the one, but he Ed Reed definitely he ran the
0: one down the street from his house because they're in a white conference already. Like if you were to be a HBCU coach, the two jobs you would want is Jackson state because of their attendance and then Tennessee state. Cause they play in a white conference. So if you do good there, You could accelerate quicker, but hey, it's harder to play in a white conference with HBCU talent.
1: (laughs) No, he was approached though. I don't think he ran the one.
0: Hey, man. You could say you was approached, whatever, what have you, man. He took the job. He ain't have to take the job. He wanted to take the job. He ain't doing that
1: great so far. Yeah, I mean, I think he wanted to, I think it's something he wanted to do. He wants to some people want to help out. Young men and help young, um, you know what I'm saying? Young men out in life, you know what I mean? It's they a results
0: be... business. If you keep losing, you're going to get fired. So yeah, that... I'm not saying
1: he ain't going to get fired, but I think he actually hey. wanted to do it though. I think he wanted to actually help people out. That's all. You don't think he wants to help people out. You think it's just like, Oh, what?
0: I think he's a football coach and he wants to win. And if you can help people out, cool. But like I said, it's a results business. You coach to win games. If you want to just be a mentor, you can mentor niggas without. Everybody
1: wants to win, but
0: Eddie George already.
1: Everybody wants to win, but no. Not everybody
0: wants to be a coach. That's my point.
1: There's not too many coaches who coach just for wins. There's not too many of them in football. Football is a different world when it comes to like coaching. It's not like no AAU basketball fuck shit where I'm just trying to be tight. You gotta actually love the sport, and you gotta love helping young men become men like football you it's about life and shit why you think football movies are always so much deeper than like basketball movies and shit it's about life like a lot of football coaches love the opportunity of teaching life lessons through football
0: coach period it don't matter what sport it is i don't i don't look at it like oh i'm a football nigga i'm a basketball nigga it's all sports and it's all coaching and it's all leading men it's all the same thing it's just one niggas, you got 70 niggas to worry about, and the other one, you have 12 niggas to worry about. The same shit. I saw Coach Carter. <laughs>
1: yeah. A thousand suicides. Yeah. That nigga was, I thought, I was like, man, they're not going to make this realistic. This nigga said a thousand push-ups. Fuck is wrong. And they actually was going down to do a push-up. I'm like, fuck is wrong with these niggas? Why and
0: does Beats want to cause trouble and call Pharrell the Louis Vuitton down? Who did that? Was Beats, your
1: uncle? Some people are um some of the fashion uh Nistas and and are mad still. They're like, this nigga's a musician. Like, you of know course, how many designers. Because, yeah, They're like you know how many designers there are, you know how many but it like, is true. Closing same thing
0: like Eddie George and Deion Sanders. If you're a celebrity, you can walk through. And not have to grind like other niggas. But hey, it's not their fault. They took advantage of their celebrity and their stardom.
1: And they said that in response to thinking that um what he put out was mediocre and they just felt like other people could have did it better. But I'm sure they I think a help. lot of the new designers don't even want to do that shit. People like Salehi and them. They I think they like being able to move around and go to different places.
0: I don't think Salehi's big enough to get that opportunity yet. Looks like the look at the last two hires. They want big niggas in black culture that are already established through high fashion experiences. So Pharrell has high fashion experience, and Virgil did. So that's what they're gonna go with. They're not gonna go with Salehi. You're not big enough. Yeah, that's, that's what they want. They want clout. They don't mm-hmm. want the best, All they right. want the the most famous niggas that can make Jay Z come and rap for us. That's what they want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it is what it is. You can't blame. Like I said, I'm not blaming Eddie George for taking that job. He's Eddie George. He put in his work. So I can't blame Pharrell. Hey, shout out Pharrell. He wanted that opportunity. He took it. I'm not educated enough in fashion to critique what he's doing. I'm too fat. I can't even wear none of that shit. So, hey, that's not what I'm you looking
1: for. wear the at. big pants that they put out now.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I don't like choppy. When you're an obese baller, wearing choppy stuff doesn't work.
1: Why? I feel like uh, Questlove. Right. I feel like Questlove wears choppy stuff.
0: Yeah, Questlove isn't fresh.
1: He's fresh sometimes.
0: Nah. He is. Hey, that's your opinion. I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not, I don't really I don't have care, an outfit. In, I don't care to debate it. <laughs> I don't have an outfit in mind, so I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Really. I'm probably, you're probably seeing
1: something right now. Let's
0: talk about a brother that used to be fat, lost weight, and changed his life for the better, man. Young gun woman. Gifted uh, in a curse. His
1: he wasn't brother. really fat. He was. He was that's, why
0: people, that's why women think he's attractive now, because he's skinny now.
1: He was just chubby. Yeah, he was fat. That's not fat. That's is chubby.
0: That's fat. Uh, Semantics, who cares? His fourth studio album, A Gift and a Curse. Uh, 45 minutes, 15 songs, no features. This is gonna pour in his heart and his soul out. His career is on the line. He had to deliver to make people stay interested in what he's doing. And I think he did a great job. Out of all his albums, you can say this is his best lyrically and subject matter wise. He was the most thoughtful and introspective. Um, The production was great. People like Wheezy and Taurus turned their back on him because they're remaining loyal to YSL. And Turbo is staying with them. Turbo produced on, I think, six tracks. And... I haven't seen anyone criticize Turbo publicly, but I'm happy that Turbo did stay with him because Turbo is a brother that out for real, to be honest, you don't really see his credits outside of working with Gunner. He's stayed loyal to Gunner. Gunner put him on, and hey, he's been consistent in working with Gunner. He doesn't really do that much outside production. So that's why I was happy to see him still be there. Shout out to the other people on this joint. Uh, Omar Grand, Kenny Stunton, Cam Griffin, uh, Niels, 88 Crazy, Swift D, which is, I don't know if it's the same Swift D that used to produce for Pacific Division, but if it is, that's tight that you're still around. Q Beats, Aviator Keys, Flow. It was a lot of great production. So um, what was interesting to me, was gonna saying that he has lokes that still fool with him. Um, He said that he's been running up on niggas saying that he snitches. Uh, He said free Jeff, even though he allegedly told on Jeff, which is hilarious. (laughs) He gave gangsters advice on how to not get in trouble with police, even though he got caught up with police. And I like that he said, if you want to know how he feels in his life, listen to his music because... I think he's not going to want to do interviews for a while because all the content is going to be about him telling or allegedly telling. Uh, Right now, the album is slated to sell about 70 to 80,000 the first week, which is good. But that white man, Morgan Wallen, is going to have the number one album again. So, hey, gonna. Molly Cyrus is telling it too. I wanted you to have the number one rap, uh, the number one album in America, but. Yeah, it don't look like it's going to happen, but it's a great album. I didn't like DS Forever. When you guys, when we started Chopper Suit Convo last year, we reviewed DS Forever. Y'all can remember I wasn't a big fan of that project. I was a little underwhelmed. Warner was cool, but that was a little underwhelming, too. I yep. think this is his best album since Dripper Drown too. So
1: great album. I've been listening to it all week. Is Dripper Drown 2 the one underwater? The blue yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that album and the green one were masterpieces. Yeah, that's, that's
0: technically, quote unquote, a mixtape Drip Season 3. But yeah, those are his two best projects. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Gift and a Curse can be under that. Maybe I like Drip Season 2 more, so number four. But it's a great project. I'm definitely going to be
1: listening to it throughout the year. Drip Season 2, that's the orange one? Yeah. Yeah, that one was good, too. I literally listened
0: to all his shit over the weekend. Uh, My favorite songs on the album, uh, Cash Shit, Rodeo, Drive, Bottom, and P. Angels. I think he made P. Angels at the P. Mansion. He likes recording at Airbnbs, inviting honeys, and getting crazy. Because on that track, you can hear the smoke detector going off, and he's flowing crazy. He was really feeling himself on that track. He was flowing so crazy. I thought this was when he was Big Gunna still, but he made a reference to make to let me know that he recorded it recently. So uh, how did you feel about this album and where Gunna is at this
1: point of his career? I think the album was really good. I only really got to listen to it like twice for real cuz I was like in New York all weekend. But I think it was really good. I think he um I think he redeemed himself um musically and in the public eye a little bit. People are saying they don't care about the snitching. Supposedly people are bumping this joint in Atlanta. And um yeah, like I, I think he this is a good like like rap, we've we always have every few years somebody who goes to jail or they get shot or some shit and then they come back kind of like stronger type type of thing. So I think um this is like a, a late the latest example of that. Because, you know, some people come out of jail real washy. But um, I was wondered, didn't he kind of put Taurus on, too? Or was Taurus already doing his thing outside hey, of...
0: Taurus on and Weezy was already producing, but Weezy became a hit producer working with Gunner. So, hey. Because it's always
1: associated Taurus like Turbo.
0: Yeah, Taurus was his DJ.
1: And Weezy, didn't he do stuff with Thug, too, though?
0: Yeah, that's why he's staying loyal to YSL. Because he was working with YSL before Gunna was there.
1: Like how Turbo's moving, I would have thought like Taurus would have been the same way. Because I always strictly associated Taurus with uh, Gunna.
0: Nah, Taurus is a YSL boy too. He loved YSL, so yeah, he ain't going to do it. I mean, even Metro's not on the album. They're going to look straight. They fool with you, Thug.
1: You think they're mad at um, Funk? all these people?
0: Uh... I don't know,
1: cause I didn't hear Lil God know, and say nothing about him. People
0: are selective, so I don't know their logic behind ex- explaining who told and who didn't. And then you know, Gunna took the Alfred plea, and allegedly, according to that, when you take the Alfred plea, you're not really telling on anybody. You're accepting guilt, but you're not admitting to what guilt you're accepting it for, and you don't have to testify in court. So that's why Gunn and his lawyers said, I'm not telling. But he got played because someone leaked the audio of him, you know, doing the plea agreement. And that's, you know, that's why everyone's like, hey, man, you told, you said YSL is a gang. You said this. So that's what got him cooked. If we never saw the video and we just heard the Alfred plea, maybe he would have more grace. Because I remember Joe Budden was like, man, people are saying he snitching for Alfred plea. But then Joe Budden just had to embrace it and say, yeah, he is a snitch. Because everyone is saying he's a snitch. You can't fight it. Just let it be. And just enjoy this the rat tales, the rat tunes, if you think. Didn't,
1: didn't he there. say something about Lil' Keed on the album?
0: Yeah, he said he's doing it for Jeff and Lil' Keed. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. But you know, God, it's like, man, we don't we don't like you no more. You told. Mm-hmm. And little guy that used to say Gun is his dad. He used to try to be Gunna Jr. so bad.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. They're not, even that, they're not that far in age. Um, no,
0: that's what made, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, but still, he looks at him like a big homie because Gunna just turned 30. Little guy it's maybe like 24, so yeah. <laughs> well, that's not good to call someone a few years older than you, your, your dad?
1: No, nah, that's not good at all. But, what if, but he, um,
0: what if he's six years older than you? That's weird. He could be a big bro. You don't think? Oh yeah. You don't think Memphis Bleak calls Jay Z his dad? Nah. You don't think Tony Eyo thinks Fifty Cents is dead? Hell no.
1: All right. Just but, ask. Um, I liked how everybody on Twitter kept saying, "Oh yeah, it's official now. He's better than Lil Baby. Oh yeah, this album's way better than Dirks." He's been
0: better than them, but hey, that's what happens with popularity. I always was a <laughs> Gunna fan. I always liked Gunna more than Little Baby, Dirk or any of the people from his generation, but because they would go platinum quick and he would go gold, people didn't rate him as high, so if you care about record sales, then you would think Little Baby and Dirk are more popular and better, but...
1: And anyway, they like all that crying shit more. Yeah. The they like that a lot more a lot a few years ago. The street paying those piano beats. Yeah, while Gunner was just flying cool. Yeah, they
0: didn't. They didn't like how he was dripping on them. Mm-mm. True, true. All right, man. So, did you listen to Killer Mike? No, not yet, because either, I take yet. my time in listening. That I've been listening to too much Gunner and CEO Trail. That's why Atlanta's back. No, they they have the, out of the five best rap albums I've heard this year so far. Oh yeah, Gunna is there, and CEO Trail is there, and Nudy. Oh yeah, and Nudy's there, and I know Killer Mike is gonna be up there too, and I haven't heard it yet, but I know it's good. So and even
1: Destroy Lonely's doing his, his little lane.
0: Yeah, and Lotto has the biggest rap song you could argue this year in terms of the culture and making niggas want to rap on that beat. Everyone wants to rap on that beat.
1: Yep. so that's surprised you happening. actually mentioned Baby Drill
0: Atlanta because I know Baby Drill. You know, allegedly he killed Marlo, so that's what's getting. Oh in- really yeah
1: oh my god that's why that when nudie was on um breakfast club when it was charlamagne was asking him like what's the difference between 4pf and 4l well Mm -hmm. marlo
0: wasn't in 4pf that's his friend's stuff you know that's why allegedly gunna said you friends with the nigga that killed your boy he's talking about you guys you're cool with niggas that killed marlo Baby Drill in I know
1: he was talking about Marlo, but I, knew too, I didn't know Baby Drill had allegedness is yeah. to him. Because, you know, I would, You know I know about Baby Drill because I've been listening to a lot of Nudie this year.
0: Yeah, I'm not really into the murder rap as much, so yeah.
1: Yeah, me neither, but I know about him through Nudie. And I like his song, his features on Nudie's right? and it was interesting to see that he's finally like getting better because while I was listening I'm like, this guy's not so bad really. I wonder why he doesn't have that much of a following but now he does yeah the people like baby drill
0: he's put out his first two mixtapes in the last year or so so he's just starting his music career after being a legendary goon shooter as a little kid allegedly
1: so what happened uh to that guy you showed me with like the buddhas and stuff in this video the he's like somebody's son or like hard like... rock oh he was just walking at some fashion show <laughs> that's the one with the buddhas you said he's like Remember that video you showed me? Yeah. Was-
0: Hard Rock. He was just walking at some fashion show. Yeah, he's doing this thing. He's continuing to grow.
1: Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was wondering how he was doing musically. Is he gonna be in that little, um, Ken Carson kind of like scared of holes? Never really get big world. Yeah,
0: that's basically. Yeah, he was walking at the ten seventeen Alex show. Uh yeah, he is in that dimension. Him, uh Glock forty spaz or yeah, um. Destroy lonely, Ken Carson. Yeah, I think that world it's never gonna get too big because black people mostly don't like that type of production, they don't want to party to that stuff, so it'll it will be limited. I think uh that's where it comes to DJs. Man, if DJs knew how to freak it in the middle, how to
1: kill parties and play that bullshit, is what know? you're saying. So, yeah, we exactly. don't want to kill parties, we want people to have fun. I mm-hmm. have time for that shit. You <laughs> want us to like play certain shit and it's like, nigga, this shit kills the party. Like, pushing P. As soon as you play pushing P, everyone stops dancing immediately. <laughs> it can be a hard track. It can be a hard track all at once. It's not made for parties. Dang. That shit's all slow. Pushing P. Owners in the paddock of my P. You can't dance to that.
0: Do people dance still? or they only oh so they only dance to dance music right not to black music anymore
1: they dance like to that. black house music they dance to black i'm a piano music they dance to Yeah,
0: they dance to dance music oh okay so they dance to dance music they don't dance to rap anymore right they
1: dance to mm-hmm. put a ribbon on me i've been acting brand new isn't they that the the song? put
0: it on the floor yeah yeah
1: they dance to freaky t
0: Okay, so Southern rap songs that girls made. Only two. Okay. They danced it.
1: I'm just saying that's what they danced to. No, you're breaking it down. They danced to um Peaches and Eggplants.
0: Okay. The Bow, Bob Bow song. Okay.
1: I want to get them to dance to uh Blue Bucks. Nah, that's never happening. I that... could play um I'm gonna play Flyers to My Generation this weekend.
0: Isn't that too slow?
1: Not really, but it's a good cookout song to me. Hmm. I gotta play some of that sauce. I have to because everybody's saying they want different shit. So I'm playing Flies to my generation. I'm playing Um Around the World by uh Larry June. I'm playing, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing certain West Coast songs. What you this- a petty little
0: hoe. Oh, that guy. Whoa, Max O'Cramen. Good luck to your brother. He's fighting a Rico. Oh. <laughs> that was
1: your boy for a while.
0: Yeah, he was good for a while. And then, you yeah, a petty
1: little old shout out Max o Cream, man. Shout out Father, you love awful records.
0: Yeah, I did respect them, they were good, they were innovative. I saw the future.
1: Hmm. So, you I saw this
0: hmm. shout out Playboy Cardi, man, their best product.
1: Hey, Father did have a dope verse in that song. I've been playing that song lately. Uh what makes me that song with him and father what song you a petty little hoe father's on it stop playing on my phone yep got a chola on it. He hit on motorola you don't remember father's verse
0: no you know me yeah. i don't remember verses like that
1: yeah he killed that shit that was the video with uh asap rocky playboy cardi that was the first night that they met um racket people was in oh day.
0: whoa that was the night playboy cardi got stolen from awful records
1: <laughs> yeah it was, That's it was that was the night uh, Max O'Crane described it in one of his Vlad interviews. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. They were all in it. was a lot of niggas in that video. I can't think of the other people, but it was like five like relevant people, like you know what I'm saying, that were in that video. Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Vince Staples was there. Uh, they had like a party during South by Southwest. Rocky had like a mansion and that's where they shot that video at. So they like a lot of people were in that joint in that video if you watch it. Okay. That's what's up. I miss those days. Someone like, rap was like kind of fresh and fun and a lot of the young tastemakers were like linking up and shit that shit was like that's why i like listen to that video because it makes me feel how i did in like 2016 and shit like that again okay because i don't feel like that anymore
0: before we go let's talk about one of the reasons why you don't feel like that anymore the double excel freshman class some of the gangsters out there are calling this the paperwork all stars <laughs> because real boston richie and finesse two times made it and allegedly they told as well
1: so hey, finesse two times told
0: yeah allegedly i don't know i don't pay attention to him at all so i oh, wouldn't you know, i wouldn't be aware of that but uh tia Corinne, who you mentioned freaky t she made it too rare i don't know who that is DC the Don, I don't know who that is. Rob49 from uh, New Orleans. Uh, oh, that's Lil- where he's from? Yeah. I didn't know that. Lil Tyler, the best rapper out of all of these niggas. <laughs> Friday, the. Lil- oh, yeah, I'm
1: playing first show by Lil Tyler this weekend and All Star Team, Word. by big face, Ray.
0: Um, Friday, the nigga that was singing on God did. Eh. Glorilla, shout out to you. Lola Brooke made it. Sleazy World, go. I don't know you. Central C, the UK's biggest. Oh,
1: Sleazy World, flow.
0: It's go. Mm. Maybe that's another nigga. I don't know.
1: I think that's his song that got big.
0: Central C, uh, probably. Like yeah, Central C is the most famous rapper out of all these niggas. I'm surprised he did it, but it shows he he wants to be big in America. And Beats by Pierre, yeah, I know he's pissed by that because he wants to be there as an
1: artist. <laughs> But
0: uh, Yeah, how do you feel about this list? You, yeah, Pierre Bourne? Yeah, he still raps.
1: Saying so he's on the list? Nah, he, oh. he,
0: they just said he made the beats they rapped on in oh. the cipher. <laughs> oh,
1: damn. Damn, you think that's funny? <laughs> Why is that so funny?
0: Because <laughs> he wants to be there as an artist, but it'll never happen. It sucks, because I like Pierre, and he's not a bad artist, but it's just, like you mentioned, he's another... Scare the Hoes All-Star. Women don't like it like that. Yeah, and his music actually don't even play that anywhere.
1: His music shouldn't even scare them either. His music's happy sounding.
0: Yeah, but they don't like it. It's not player enough for them or something. I don't know.
1: I think it's too too goofy for them.
0: Yeah, true. Too cartoonish and kiddy.
1: Yeah. Cool girls like his stuff though, but you know, sometimes black girls just, you know, I
0: don't know, so don't expound on it. We ain't this type. We ain't that type of podcast. Talk about the
1: list. I'm just saying they just sometimes could just be a little close minded to things at times. Certain ones, not all of them. That's okay. That's a they plug. gotta be like all like fucking gotta be real gangster and real like strip cluby and shit for some of them. That's Or else cool. they can't, even, or their ears can't be hear. It. Or it gotta be like basic Trey songs, Jacquees R and B type stuff. For some of the black girls, not all of them. Hey, man, that's okay. That'd be real easy for them to, like, you gotta... It has to enter their ears easy. If it's, like, just anything that makes... You know, I'm just not gonna say nothing. But um, that list, nah, I don't give a fuck about that list. I never cared about that list for, like, 10 years now. I don't give a damn about that list. One bit. I do not care at all. It looks like they actually tried to get this one kind of right, but it's too late. Now, people have been stopped caring about their stupid-ass list. I remember they put French Montana on it like we knew about them for like six years already. So like I don't give a damn about this list one bit. I'm surprised they even still doing them. They need to give up. They're like Madden. Give up. Stop caring about makes the list? Them
0: money. That's why they do it like Madden.
1: Don't talk about them anymore people. Like let them go away please. Let this list die out. Like, we don't need it anymore. It's stupid. And, uh, and most of the freshmen I don't know. But yeah, I don't care about this. This
0: Rap journalism is dead. This is the only time people fake care about rap journalism. So if, you know, people don't care about the people documenting their so-called culture, then it will become a race, just like the blog era. Shout out to It's The Real for creating that documentary and Pharrell's company for funding it. The blog era breaks down the era of when blogs were dominating rap and you can't even look at a lot of that stuff anymore because those websites don't exist anymore. In Black culture, people don't like to document things and then they lose sight of the history. And then it allows for other people to re rock it and make it in their image and whitewash it if they want to. So,
1: I mean, do people document the late 90s new metal and then the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah. Where? Where?
0: All the magazines. No, nah, ma-
1: nobody, no nah, nigga, nobody is, cares about that shit. All
0: that catalog. I'm saying, if you're a fan of that stuff, you could look up old articles and all that stuff i've read old i read old you know me you i look at
1: the source magazine good if you want to read about some old shit
0: yeah you can't find
1: the it. internet age is when a lot of that shit came out so a lot of things
0: yeah but it was in the blog era a lot of those blogs that had those old source magazines don't exist anymore i'm They're sure
1: old- a lot of websites for a lot of indie white groups probably don't exist either
0: yeah you're right but the the big ones rolling stone still exists all that shit for so right. if you
1: were big enough to make it a rolling stone you will get there Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the point. Black media w- was never big enough to become Rolling Stone. The Source XXL vibe never got big enough to be that. Shout out to the vibe because on their website, you can read some of their old cover stories. But yeah, you can't do that on the Source or XXL because <laughs> I don't I'm sure they have it, but I don't think they put it out there for people to read it because, you know, people want the new new. Like, yeah, if you go on vibe.com right now and you go to the bottom in the archives, you can read a Janet Jackson joint from 97 when she was on the cover, D'Angelo in 2000 and Tupac in 95 when he was about to get out of jail. So the vibe tries to keep it around. I know Rolling Stone does. You can subscribe to them and read all their shit from the 70s to now sports illustrated does that too you can read all their shit from the 50s to now but yeah there is nothing like that for uh, rap but i do respect double XL. that's the only thing they do to stay relevant but like you mentioned the influence is gone because people don't care about young rappers as much as they used to because the young rappers aren't as good as they used to be and because this era is so fragmented a lot of these guys, they're like, the kids, some kids are like, man, they're all mainstream artists. We don't listen to that. We listen to yeet. We listen to that stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't listen to that world of what they want to be popular. So, you know, it's always going to be conflicts like that, but I think it is important to document history and keep it flowing because that's how people learn. The reason why I know so much about certain genres of music is because the people that were documenting on it were able to have it around. Like I can go and type in Miles Davis interview and find an interview from 1972. I want to read or try to see what he was going through when he made sketches of Spain. I like doing stuff like that. You can't do it as easily with rap because I've tried. Mm, so it, it it is what it is. You're too bad. Yeah, man. That's cool. And hey, it's just entertainment. So I guess maybe this shit is, isn't important enough to keep the history of anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, if it's good enough, we'll find out about it. I don't know. Nah, about that's it. not
0: true. It's, I don't it, know about all the B-grade artists. If it's popular enough, we'll find out about it. Not if it's I, good
1: enough. I don't know about all the B-grade artists from the 60s and 70s and exactly. 80s.
0: Exactly. If it's popular enough, you'll know about it. Not if it's good enough, because there was a lot of great artists that didn't have the label back in to become legends and then there were other niggas that weren't as talented but they had the back end and then they became legends. I don't want to say no names cuz I would get disrespectful but you know some of these people just passed away so look straight. But yeah man, uh NBA draft is tomorrow, my favorite sporting event every year. I'm excited. The Wizards already made another trade. They got rid of Porzingis, let him go to Boston so he can try to win. That should be fun. Um, The Nuggets got a first round pick from the Pacers. They got their eyes, you know, on something. I know it. They also have two second round picks. The Hornets, it sounds like Michael Jordan's going to do something stupid again and take Brandon Miller with the second pick instead of Scoot Henderson. And what's going to piss you off? We're ending the show with this because Jamal has things to do. He's a busy brother. Got a couple events he's going to be DJing at, so he's got to get his crates together. But I want to end it with this, Jamal, because this will tick you off, and this will give you the perfect opportunity to do something that you love and that I enjoy, you disrespecting basketball players. Brandon <laughs> Miller, Brandon Miller, the guy that Michael Jordan wants to take with the second pick instead of Scoot Henderson, he said, LeBron James is not the GOAT. Michael Jordan George. is the goat. Yep, it's your big homie. The one of the men you hate. Paul George. Go ahead and cook him. And basketball. I don't hate
1: Paul George.
0: Cook basketball players again.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this just shows why there's gonna be a lot of uh let Kobe. and let
0: the people know how Paul George is a silly brother too, you know.
1: No, nah, I mean I don't really have nothing against Paul George. I like Paul George, he was dope. I thought, dope you, I
0: thought you didn't respect how he got that stripper pregnant. Wow. Uh.
1: think i did see his shit's kind of hidden i forgot about his stuff that kind of stuff
0: but he's the first zion he was dating doc river's daughter while he cheated on her with a stripper and then tried to get an abortion and then she said no then he had to marry her
1: dang he married her yeah he had no choice that might have been even dumber
0: (laughs) whoa Whoa, he leaves a good example of basketball players being silly one more is it called
1: alimony right yeah yeah when he leaves the alimony might be worse than the child support
0: well i think he just kept having kids with her so he said whatever might as well
1: dang so if he, i'm just saying if she ever wants to leave it's, it's oh my god whoa is he it's a like, so? goose yeah it's a super city fell super. in love with her i, I wonder I'm, why people I'm can't in take in the 50 center. cent i wonder why more people can't do what 50 cent did and put themselves on child support yeah i don't know man but he said knows the law some so really good somewhere. He said he so, knows um, the law. <laughs> for some reason, he knows how to,
0: like... He's a New Yorker. Shit. They have to know the law. It's a lot... It's real strict up there. That's why he
1: lives in Texas now. He knows how to make the Shea Room take off posts and put up apologies and he knows how to <laughs> sue people like Tia Marie. Even Cardi B sued that girl and won a lot of money. And, like, every time Jay-Z gets in lawsuits, he wins money. Like, those New Yorkers, don't the play Yorkers with them in court. Clever. They got Jewish lawyers and shit. Not that that being Jewish means anything, but, um, uh, I mean, I feel like this is why we're just going to have a bunch of more Kobe whites coming into the league. You know what I'm saying? Um, people like, uh, this guy thinking that Paul George is the goat. This is <laughs> yeah. more Kobe whites. Whoa. Man. Yeah. More Trey Burks American. and stuff. Yeah. More Trey Burks and Kimball walkers. Um, you know, this is what you ballers like, man. Like you basketball fans. Y'all like a lot of regular shit. Ballers. Y'all love the NBA and y'all love watching niggas stand in front of niggas with their arms out and letting them do all this dribbling and shooting. And you
0: know, Jamal, I'm an old school nigga. I'm so old, I still play the PS2. And you know what's interesting and what I found from my observations and what I remembered by tapping into my childhood? What? Basketball games sucked on the PS2.
1: What, they're good on Dreamcast?
0: Not, not, no, 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 not, I'll clarify it. Like NBA Ballers, NBA Street, those games were tight. But like NBA Live, NBA 2K compared to Madden and NFL 2K and NCAA football compared to like March Madness, it's not even close. I remember like, yo, I, I always loved basketball, but I played football games more growing up because they were just better. They put more detail in it. They put more stuff in it. It was more enjoyable. So yeah, football has always been the cooler sport in America, even in terms of how video games had it. But as we went to PS3 and on, that's when 2K got better, Live died, and then Madden fell off. So that was just interesting for me to go back to my childhood and realize, oh yeah, I used to only play Madden and NCAA football because basketball games weren't as tight like franchise mode wasn't as tight in basketball games compared to football games even like things like Madden had superstar mode like live didn't even have that live and 2k didn't date 2k had 24 seven mode just stuff like that like people don't even think about it. like Madden had a better my player vert game first but yeah. yeah but um
1: yeah 2k was good on uh dream on Xbox and Dreamcast
0: yeah, it was cool, but it was like 2K was more in depth than live. 2K always had more features for franchise mode and stuff because I love 2K back then. I had a Dreamcast, but I'm just saying in terms of what Madden and NCAA football was doing, it wasn't close. But yeah, that's that's a funny thing that I look at because today I was playing NBA Live 05. I have a franchise with the Wizards. I did a fantasy draft, so I have Tracy McGrady and Carmelo on my team. Hey, man i was going crazy that's all i'm gonna say man but
1: oh yeah live was good too and i think up until for me i think the carmelo one i think people like the d one though but
0: yeah live uh, 06 was the last great live
1: what was 05 vince carter with carmelo on the cover yeah that was the last one that i played
0: word yeah like i didn't going back as a kid live 05 was the last one i bought i remember Quissy. shout out to Quissy, he's been on the pod our brother, he had live 06. But yeah, I remember like I would get all the Maddens, I would get all the unsafe football, but I stopped getting live after 05.
1: Yeah, from Steve Francis to Mello was my like live. Yeah, year. That was, yeah
0: that's, that's, yeah, from 02 to 05 were Steve
1: Francis, Jason Kidd, um, Vince, Vince Carter, Carter and then Mello. Yeah.
0: Words.
1: Those shits were hard. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And also, I want to know what do you think about All Star Team, Babyface Ray?
0: Oh, it's fire. His last yeah. two songs have been basketball themed. He has all-star team, and then he had uh, Ron Artest with 4-2-Dub. So if he's going to give us an album with sports themes, it's going to be fire.
1: He'll be back, right?
0: Yeah, man. Cause he's, my
1: not but... <laughs> he's not sleepy anymore?
0: He's not sleepy anymore? <laughs> nah, he's awake. He's awake. Because he knows visas is about to drop. V's is about to drop and have the streets in a frenzy. So he can't have his little nigga whooping his ass. So he had to wake up again.
1: <laughs> wake up again.
0: Yeah, man. So, hey, shout out to V's. That album is supposed to come out next week on uh, Tuesday, the 27th. Uh, next Tuesday? Week... Yeah. He's not a superstar, so he can drop on Tuesdays.
1: And then Uzi's coming out Friday, right?
0: Yeah, allegedly. We'll see. But by next week, I will listen to Killer Mike's album, and I will you listen too. to Asake's album to let you know what M-Piano stuff he's doing now, because now niggas are getting pissed off. Like, Why? Because hey. th- from what I'm seeing, some of the brothers are like, hey, they tired of him picking these M-Piano beats. They want new styles, new flavor.
1: So Maybe Apple Beats is running its course.
0: Uh, I don't know if it's run its course, because M-Piano is just one form of dance music. They're just going to take other beats to flow on, so... I mean, mm-hmm. you've said it yourself. The African music gets more love in parties than rap music, so I don't think it's going to go away. Certain just...
1: parties in certain regions, in the South <laughs> in the West. <laughs> South and the West, they don't like it.
0: Word, word. So, uh, oh yeah. They said, before we go, I just want your thoughts on this because we like to talk about sports media sometimes and how things are covered. ESPN reportedly is canceling their radio show that they also put on TV with Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, and Jay Williams.
1: Wow, I love that show.
0: I guess it wasn't doing numbers, because, you know, Damn. things ain't doing numbers. That's why they cancel it. If it's doing well, they won't get rid of it. So I, I like that show. because ain't fucking with it, bro. Yeah, oh. I don't know. We'll see. ESPN is going to fire a lot of people. They're going to cut a lot of shows because they're, you know, that shit don't make a lot of money anymore so they got to get rid of a lot of stuff people don't watch tv like they used to and people don't care about espn's coverage like they used to there's more stuff now they got players choice they got the pivot they got uh dan lebitard like
1: not marcellus
0: I, yeah i got i watch players choice for basketball and I don't really watch football stuff. And Damn then I, sports! Then I listen even, to soccer podcasts.
1: Sports stuff is even fragmented where they don't need the main network. That's crazy. Yeah, they
0: don't. All we need, all we need is to watch the games. We don't care about what they say anymore. Yeah. Why did they I'm a, get so much? When I was a little kid. I used to love it, and even uh, in college, I used to realize, yeah, things oh, are lost. they just. I was in- gonna say,
1: how come in the 2010s when we were in college, it seemed like they some of the shows got bigger
0: because that was the peak of the popularity in the show you have to think about what was going on in that time yeah lebron still didn't win yet and then he finally won you got tim tebow you got lynn uh lynn sanity it was a tricky era in sports <laughs> you got you got um you got a uh, Stephen a becoming an alabama football fan even though he don't really know about football it was hilarious it was a funny era back then
1: yeah, That was a thing, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron
0: not winning. Yeah, Tim Tebow. That was the thing, like, that was what made the show funny. It was because Skip hating on LeBron, but then being a, a groupie of Tim Tebow.
1: Yeah, Tim Tebow was a big thing. Yeah, they every, made week he, a big thing. every week he was winning when he wasn't supposed to.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Skip with be like, hey man, it's got to be JC, man. Jesus, again. Man boys. <laughs>
1: hey, he's better than Baker Mayfield. That's all I gotta say.
0: Word, hey, I, I can't complain. I'm not knowledgeable enough to speak on that. But hey, I hope y'all had fun out there. This is Chopper Suit
1: Convo's same number paid manner from the coach team.
0: Word up, we'll be back with you next week. Peace, peace.